Start your day the right way by taking charge of your physical and mental fitness. It's important to know your numbers. They determine if your blood pressure is high or low, your cholesterol balance, even your blood sugar level, heart rate, and much more. Get tested by visiting your doctor, clinic, or stop by at any health center closest to you. Take control today. This message is from Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. This is Doctors On Air with Dr. Pamela. Today we're going to be talking about anthrax, which has been a lot in the news recently. Good morning, both Dr. Alara Roberts and Dr. Philip Osho. It's lovely to have both of you here on the program. Thank you. So, Dr. Osho, if we can start off with you as a specialist microbiologist, can you tell us what is anthrax and why is it that... Um, you know, it's been in the news so much recently. Okay. Anthrax is uh, a disease uh, that affects animals, animals like cows, goats, pigs, and um, it can be transmitted from animal to man. So we call that a zoonotic disease. It can cause life-threatening infections in animals, resulting in mortality. That means the animals can die, can be sick and die. And so um, there's been a recent outbreak um, in the last, I think it was last month, last uh, five to six weeks um, in Nigeria. And it started in the north central uh, region. So why, uh, what is important about anthrax? It's caused by a bacterium. Uh, we call that bacterium bacillus anthracis. So the bacterium usually um, is found in contaminated soil, contaminated water, and they occur in what the form that we call spores. These are forms in which the organism or the bacterium uh, hides and is able to live for a long time. So the animal ingests or breathing these spores and then get infected and become sick. And sometimes they may die. So one of the things to watch out for is animals like cows, like goats that become sick. Um, or we uh, find them bleeding uh, from the nose, from the mouth, and usually this blood does not clot, so they keep on bleeding, and that would be a very dangerous sign to watch out for uh, in these animals. And so the disease can spread between within the animals, and so that's why these animals, the animals that are sick, needs to be taken away and quarantined. Of course, the um, workers, whether it's in the abattoir or whether it's uh, the butchers or the cattle rearers, they need to get in touch with the veterinary authorities and the Ministry of Agriculture when they find us. Then why is it important for humans? Um, humans come in contact with these animals. The workers, um, those who kill um, animals in the abattoir, the butchers, those who cut it when they get to the market to sell, those who are cattle rearers, those who keep um, animals even at home, those are people who come in contact with animals. And even the products from these animals, the hides and skin, wool from these animals can also carry um, these bacteria, these organisms, and so can be spread from animals to humans and cause infections in human beings also. And what are the type of 
Yes, what kind of infections are causes? That's why that's when people are now sitting up to here. So what what's what is caused in humans? Because you know, recently there's been Ebola. They said it's zoonotic. Uh, they said oh, COVID came from animals. So when people hear animal illness again, animals are dying all over the place. People are panicking. People are saying, ah, is this another COVID coming for us? Is this another Ebola coming for us? What you know? Where does it start? Where does it end? Can you tell us about the illness in humans when it affects us? So thank you very much. So the first thing I will say is that we should not panic. In humans, the transmission of the disease starts with contact with a sick animal, whether we ingest it or touch. There are three ways by which the disease can be transmitted, and that means there are three types of the disease in humans. So there are three different types of anthrax. The skin anthrax, as what we call the cutaneous anthrax, is spread by contact with a broken skin. So if you have a sore or a cut on the skin and it comes in close contact with a sick animal, all the products, whether the meat or the hides and skin or wood from the animal, then can get infected. So that's the skin, that's the infection through the skin. So that's the skin anthrax. And it represents with blisters, with um, ulcers, with a black center. Uh, that's what the way it presents. So that's the first one. The second one is the one that is transmitted by contaminated meat that we ingest. That means the meat that we eat. So we call mm -hmm. that the gastrointestinal anthrax. That, that's like for the layman, we can say the stomach or the abdominal or, sorry, anthrax. So that presents with abdominal pain, that presents with fever, diarrhea, watery stool, sometimes even bloody stool. Um, so that is the one for the abdomen or the stomach. Then the last one is the one that affects the lungs. We call that inhalational um, anthrax. Usually when there's release or spores, especially those who come in contact with the animal that is sick and try to kill the animal and the blood spills and so the um, spores can be released and inhaled and that leads to cough, um, difficulty with breathing, uh, loss of breath and um, uh, patient becomes sick and then develops um, a lung disease. So those are the three ways in which um, the disease can be transmitted from animals to humans and those are the symptoms that we mentioned that the human will look out for when they contact the sick Okay, now thank you very much for that. And Dr. Alero, thank you. You're our favorite uh, public health physician. He said a lot, and I think, I mean, I think there's a lot to sort of allay our fears. But, the, you know, people have sort of been watching. The anthrax has moved across West Africa. It started somewhere else. Went here, went there. They said, oh, it's only a matter of time before it comes to Nigeria. Now it's here in Nigeria. It started in the North Central. Has it come down to Lagos? Is this something we're all supposed to be, you know, uh, looking out for even here? What is the position in terms of our well, public health and how should we respond this, to it? These are the issues for me with uh, where these are the public health implications, as it were, of anthrax. Now, we must remember that this is a, a disease the agent that causes anthrax, the bacillus anthracis, the spores are highly infected, okay? Which means that the da biggest danger is that that animal-to-human contact 
can very quickly lead to the most, in fact, 95% of cases are the inhalational anthrax, the one that gets into the lungs from breathing in the spores. And it has a high fatality rate. So bottom line is that this is a, a, a disease that can cause death. Two, because it is present in the common environment, it can be easily weaponized. And you will recall in the US at a time that uh, um, anthrax spores were sent by mail to people and it caused up to five deaths and uh, 17 almost fatal infections. So whether we like it or not, anthrax is a disease that we really need to be taking a very good look at. What is even of most importance to us as public health professionals? Because talking about the One Health concept, this is found in the common domestic farm animals, the cattle, the cows, the goats, the sheep. And we had up until recently a very robust immunization campaign for agriculturalists and farmers to keep these animals immunized against this disease. The fact that anthrax has emerged means that this campaign has broken down. Mm. And that, of course, is, of, is deeply worrying to any public health person. So it occurs naturally in the wild amongst all vaccines. The domesticated animals are the ones that we are likely to come in contact with. And that therein lies the danger. So these are the things that we need to look out for. There's no recorded, and Dr. Oshuk can correct me if I'm wrong, there really is no recorded person-to-person -person contact, you know. But the people who are affected have had contact with domestic animals. And the danger is that within a family, if one person has had contact with domestic animals, other members of the family probably have to. Wow. So it's something that we really have to think about and yes. people need to know about. Yes, people really do need to know about. Okay, thank you very much. You're listening to Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela. Wow, now there's so much to talk about, but we won't talk about it practically. Now, in terms of, you know, where the anthrax is, is anthrax definitely here in Lagos? Is oh, definitely, yes. It is definitely here in Lagos. In fact, the moment they picked up that case in Niger State, we knew that it was going to be literally hours later that they would pick up a case in Lagos. Because the, the fact of the matter is that that case was picked up because somebody, you know, people had a high index of suspicion and it was detected and it was picked up. But the point is that how many other cattle, goats, sheep, had it and had been transported to Lagos. Lagos is the end market for, for, for anything agricultural in Nigeria. So if it is found anywhere in Nigeria, you and can And how, may, how many animals have died now? And how many animals have died, exactly, that they would have slaughtered for meat to sell? You know, we are living in a very tough economy, so they are not going to burn or cremate any dead animal, sick or dead animal. No, it's going to be slaughtered and sold. Now, that's a worry. That because is a word. People are eating everywhere. And if an, an animal is ailing now, and, you know, and they're killing it and selling it to us, how are we supposed how? to know where to eat? You know, well, people the point, eat every yeah. day at Mama Bashira around the corner who's serving us. And what are they supposed to do? Well, the point is that everybody, you know, I keep saying this thing, Dr. Pamela, that we need to, at the end of the day, everybody needs to take 
responsibility for his or her own health. And you have to be certain of your sources of food, sources of food for your family, for your children. So I advise people, and this was even since the days of Ebola, I advise people, look, where are you getting your food from? Because if you're, if it's fruit or vegetables, it's really, you know, wherever you buy it from, you'll bring it home, you'll wash it before you cook it and consume it. But, you know, things like meat, where even the washing or the cooking may not necessarily kill the spores, you want to be sure that that meat is coming from a registered abattoir where there are veterinary surgeons who have checked the quality of the animal before allowing it into the abattoir to be killed. Not the one that you just see one vendor selling meat on his head and selling it at half the normal price and you think, ah, fantastic, I've got a baggage. Let me grab this one and buy for my family. These are things so we have Valero, to think that, about. That's why the message needs to go to these people who sell meat, those who, the butchers, the meat sellers, the abattoir workers, to identify, <laughs> to be able to have high index of suspicion. When there's a sick animal, they must not kill a sick animal. Now, we need to educate them. This is what we need. Because they are the ones killing the animal. We are not the ones killing the animal. I know. This is what so we they do. Need to, they need to educate. Sorry, we need to educate. That's the Ministry of Agriculture, the veterinarians. We need to educate these workers. To Which we do. Make sure they Which do we do. Kill if you go into the market, animal, you will notice should, that... Yes. You will notice that they are registered butchers and corporations. You will notice that they are... Yes. It is those who kills let me let me land now doctor they have very close contact with these animals let me land when you go into the market you will, you will find that they are registered butchers associations and those registered butchers they know where they are getting the meat from they have been registered they are licensed to sell invariably you find that they have a fixed price for the meat but then what then happens is that after the day is done maybe you get it to like that five six o'clock when the, you know you'll find that the unregistered vendors now come out where they got their meat from there are no more uh, uh, officials in the market the market of markets are very very regulated places even your what you think is your jankara market is a very regulated place the yaloja the babaloja they know they are registered butchers but what then happens is that people want to buy cheap products the problem with the cheap products is that that may be the sick or ailing or dead animal being killed and sold. It didn't come from a registered abattoir. It's not being sold by a registered butcher. Go into any of the Lagos markets. The registered butchers have to wear a white lab coat. Did you notice that? Oh, you don't go to markets. Ask Yawo. She will tell you. <laughs> but their meat is regulated. And their meat, I mean, the meat price of meat has gone up in the last five, six, seven weeks. The meat almost doubled in price. But because that is the price of buying meat that is coming from a registered abattoir, it's been checked, it is, they know it's a healthy animal, you will always have, what do you call them, uh, charlatans in the system. All How do those, you reach them? Eh? The, to educate it's not, them? It, it's not them that I need to educate. I need to educate people buying the meat. I need to educate because ultimately, it is you and I that buys the meat. If you buy cheap meat, these are the dangers that you face. If you go to a registered butcher, or better still, if you can afford it, go into a supermarket, because they have to be licensed, they are NAFDAQ registered, go into a supermarket, you may be, you will pay more. You will definitely pay more. But at least you'll be sure that what you are buying is safe and safe for your family to consume. And families that have young children, 
need to be particularly careful about their source of source of where they buy food. And then this habit we have where we think that we are we are saving time. You know, we want to buy we want to buy. Uh, uh, you know, all the food vendors will now be very cross with me. I know, but please, uh, you know, people have to be Don't very worry, very just careful. Speak. Just speak. Please yeah, people have to be very very careful about where they buy their food. Ultimately, it's me and you. I want to educate the me and you who actually buy the food to be All careful right, so where you buy your food from. Now, so this the, is the most important um, prevention really is vaccination. So, apart from health education uh, for the workers, now, who gets vaccinated? The animals. The animals must be vaccinated. And, um, okay, so can I, I just give an example? If, for example, I have a little farm or at least maybe in my yard, you know, I have maybe three goats, two chickens, you know. How do I get my goats vaccinated? I don't want them to come and get sick and die. They can catch, they can get the anthrax, can't they? Yes, they can. You get people like myself who have just a few animals. We're not a proper, you know. Now, you are, you, are, you are being responsible and accountable to your animals. You don't want your animals to get sick. You don't want your animals to die. You don't want to eat infected food. You go to your nearest primary health care center. There are environmental health officers there. They are in the best position to advise you where to get your, uh, where to either take your animals or better still get the veterinary surgeons to come in and vaccinate your animals so before you even start that uh, whole thing of i want to keep a goat or a chicken or two you have to make sure that you've got these uh, uh, systems in place so that you are registered so to speak with a vet clinic a responsible vet surgeon who can come in periodically every year make sure your animals are properly immunized now, i must say that this is, this all sounds good and if, for example, I was to have two or three goats or whatever, I know I would do that. But sometimes, you know, you're just going down the road. Like, for example, there's a place where, where my church is. And there are some random goats wandering about the place. I don't even know who owns them. How do we know if one of them isn't getting the other? Hey, please don't, don't kill. Uh -huh. Those are the ones. Don't feel that, oh, aha, come down, Lando. And you now grab the goats because you look left, you look right. You look at it. <laughs> there's no owner of the goat. And you grab the goat and take it off to go and kill and make a soup. Don't do that. Don't do that. If at all you are going to even try and get away with that, make sure that you have your, your best friend who is a vet surgeon on speed dial to quickly come and get that animal a once over. But that is the whole point of what we are saying. Fact, that was our biggest problem. I don't want to digress. But that was our biggest problem with avian flu. We didn't know where all these birds and fowl were coming from. But you see, this is the thing. Invariably, number one, I can assure you that as far as Lagos is concerned, there's no goat walking the road that does not have owner. So, so please, but the most important thing is if you are not sure of the provenance of that goat or sheep or cattle or cow or animal, please, when in doubt, okay, do so not. I think we've heard the message of that. Now, I need to understand the issue about why they're saying people should not eat pomo. I mean, pomo is an essential part of all our foods. You name it. How I do know. you tell people don't I personally I personally rebelled when that directive came out until I spoke to an a, a veterinary surgeon and he made it. I mean, Dr. Shu is there, he's the microbiology expert amongst so he made it perfectly clear. He said the hides and skins are where the spores are most commonly found. You don't forget 
the bacillus anthracis is found in the soil and whatnot. These animals, that's their normal environment. So invariably, even if the animal is healthy, the chances are you are going to find the bacillus anthracis and the spores on the hides and skins. And the the way they are processed for pomo, the the processing does not take away or does not destroy the spores. That is the problem. So the people handling it are most likely to, to be infected and be able to pass that infection on. And then, of course, you who buy, invariably you take it home. And you remember you asked that question. How many people boil that for more for two, three hours to be sure that every last spore is killed? In fact, it'll make the food quite tasteless if you were to do that. So that is the reason why. He said, you, I mean, not that for more in itself is bad, although it has very little nutritive value. But be sure of your source. That is the message. That is the message we need to pass on. Be sure of the source of your food, but more inclusive. Dr. Shun, anything to yeah. add to this? I think it's also to add that the disease does not is, the spread from humans to human is negligible. So the spread is mainly from animal, animal to man. So that that's is a it's a good one. Um, that's the spread of the infection from human to human um, is not efficient. So the disease is mainly spread from animals to man. Um, I would also implore those um, who are in charge of the abattoirs or in charge of the butchers to make sure that they do not kill sick animals. That's very important because if those who are killing the animals or who rear the animals or who keep the animals don't kill sick animals, then it's not likely it will get to the market for us to buy or eat. Because I would not be looking for animal to touch. It's the one that will buy in the market that will come in contact. So it's very important to do that. And also to teach them how to clean and disinfect the area and for them to know who to report to. That's very important. We all say Ministry of Agriculture to report to the veterinary. But those who don't know, how do they get in touch with um, the authorities to ensure that they can report when they find a sick animal? Now, the, the best place to report to is the primary health care center. The environmental health officers in the PHC are the best people to report to. Okay. Now, for people who are listening and saying, you know what? I don't know where I got my get my food, my food from, I, I eat from. You know, yeah, Sikira, around the corner from the, you know, at the back of work, and I'm not feeling well. What are the symptoms, human symptoms, that people should look into or report if they think they've been affected or infected by anthrax? And where where should they go? Okay, so if they, um, if they think they've come in close contact and they have symptoms, uh, symptoms like I mentioned earlier, if it is the skin anthrax, then they would have a sore on the skin with a black center. Um, they may have fever. If it is the one that affects the abdomen or the stomach, then they could present with diarrhea, vomiting, uh, abdominal pain and fever. And if it's the um, inhalation of anthrax, the one in which uh, that affects the lungs, then they would have cough, difficulty with breathing, fever, and so if they have these symptoms, especially when they know they've had contact, then they should report at the nearest health facility. And I think very important is they need to report the fact that they've been in contact with 
with animals. Yes. So unfortunately, our time is fast spent. Animals. Do you have any last, uh, uh, any last words for our listeners? Dr. Shon? Yes. Um, the last one would just be that the approach to um, anthrax is uh, multidisciplinary. So we call it the well, one health approach involving the environment, the veterinarians, that's those who take care of animals and of course humans. And so we all need to work together to ensure that um, this disease is brought under control. Dr. Aaron? Mine will be to us people, we the people need to take collective responsibility for our health. So please hold the people where you get your food accountable. Ask questions. Don't be shy. If you are not sure of the source of the food, it is cheaper in the long run not to buy and to go to a place where you can be sure of the source of your food, your meat, your everything, so that you, you don't just use your money to buy sickness for yourself. Thank you. Thank you very much. Doctors on Air with Dr. Pamela.